Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by the accountants and advisors at Eisner Amper. Cybersecurity is on the mind of every business leader. Managing cyber risk should be too. Get started with a cyber risk assessment. Learn more, EisnerAmper.com slash cyber risk. Pfizer agreeing to acquire Anacor Pharmaceuticals in a transaction valued at about $5.2 billion. Anacor up 54% in early trading. Range Resources, a Texas-based natural gas producer, agreeing to buy Memorial Resource Development in a $3.3 billion all-stock deal. And Gannett escalating its hostile takeover for Tribune, raising its all-cash offer for the owner of the Chicago Tribune and Los Angeles Times to $15 a share. Tribune Publishing is up 22 percent this morning. S&P E-mini futures are little changed as are Dow E-mini futures and Nasdaq E-mini futures. And the 10-year Treasury is down 4.30 seconds. The yield 1.71 percent. NYMEX crude oil up 2.1 percent or 98 cents. COMEX gold up 9 tenths percent or $10.90. The euro $1.1322. The yen 108.88. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Uh, Karen, uh, thanks so much. Now, this is interesting right now. Where we are in trade, I brought this up with Bruce Kasman and Phil Verliger earlier this morning. Now joining us, somebody that actually has to do this ballet within a presidential campaign, Undersecretary of Commerce for International Trade and Lame Ducked International Dynamics, Stefan Selig, uh, with a terrific experience on Wall Street out of Wesleyan Economics a million years ago. Mr. Undersecretary, good morning. And and I guess I, I would have to say do you just push TPP aside, or do you and the president give it the old college try as trade deals go down in flames in this election? Uh, good morning, Tom. Uh, far from pushing it aside, the entire administration is laser-focused on getting TPP done and getting TPP done this year. Uh, the costs of delays are uh, staggering to our economy. How much are they? Uh, well, um, it's frankly around uh, job growth um, uh, and job creation. You know, there, to your point, there are a whole host of misconceptions uh, right now around trade, and maybe I can just address um, a few of them. Please. One of them is that trade is a driver of job losses, and nothing could be further from uh, the truth. Um, you know, the fact is our economy has changed a ton in the 20th century, uh, for example, you know, U.S. farm employment at the beginning of this century was 41 percent. It's now down to 2 percent. Um, and the result of that is that it's technological change that is leading, leading, leading to job losses and not trade or trade agreements. Another is that trade and trade agreements lead to trade deficits. But, you know, we have 14 separate free trade agreements. Um, and in those, with those 14 free trade agreement partners, um, we actually have trade surpluses. And if you take out uh, petroleum, and if you look at export growth to those markets, it's been 53% over the course of the past six years versus 34% for the rest of the world. So I think those are just two examples. I might raise one more, which is that trade drives down wages. And, in fact, trade and export-intensive jobs pays uh, up to 18% higher wages on average. Now, Secretary Clinton, Mike, has to get elected in North Carolina versus (laughs) Mr. Trump. Well, yeah, and what do you say – then to uh, a Trump supporter who says trade creates jobs? What happened to my job? It's in China now. Well, look, I mean, I think it is clear that the benefits of trade are more diffuse. And so when a worker 
loses his job and a plant closes, um, uh, that is a uh, painful reality. And that is why um, uh, this administration is and will continue to be focused on uh, trade adjustment assistance to put in those things in place to help support dislocated, dislocated and displaced uh, workers. We reauthorized trade adjustment assistance um, last summer in connection with our Trade Promotion Authority, uh, TPA. Um, it was the first time it was done uh, in six years. Um, and I will tell you, historically, since 1974, over 2 million workers have benefited from trade adjustment assistance. And for sure, there's more that we can and should do. But that doesn't mean we should throw the baby out with the bathwater. But does it maybe suggest that um, people who are are in favor of uh, the TPP and other trade agreements have taken for granted too long the general view that trade is always uh, good for the economy, and uh, some of this has snuck up on you? Well, you know, look, as, as I said, um, it, is, it is for sure good for the economy, but you have a situation with trade where those benefits to the economy um, are diffuse and the costs are concentrated. And as a result of that, we have to do everything we can to address those concentrated costs. I, I, I look, uh, Mr. Secretary, if you're just joining us now, Stefan Seelig with us, Undersecretary of Commerce for International Trade. We all understand out of World War II that there would be benefit to trade, and we've been through a cycle of trade improvements. Have we just reached the point where the given diplomatic exercise doesn't come up with enough of a good result because we've come so far over 50 years? Well, um, I don't think that's the case at all. And, in fact, that's why we're so focused on TPP, which you've mentioned, which is going to be um, – uh, such an important market for U.S. businesses um, going forward, roughly 3.2 billion middle class um, uh, by the year 2030, 40% of uh, global GDP. That didn't exist um, uh, historically. So the fact is, is, the fact is, is that the United States had a large um, uh, and growing market surrounded by two oceans, and frankly, we didn't need to look expansively as we have to today in order for U.S. businesses to take advantage of the growth opportunities that exist around the world. We don't have uh, but a minute left here, so let me quickly ask you, because it's another issue that comes up in the campaign, what the administration is doing to push back against unfair trade from China. Well, um, uh, we're doing a ton, and you're quite right. There's a big issue with um, overcapacity uh, in the world and uh, in a number of industries, including steel and aluminum. Uh, I was in Brussels uh, just two or three weeks ago for uh, the OECD uh, Steel Symposium. Uh, you know, as it relates to steel, there is roughly 400 million metric tons of overcapacity in China alone. To give you a sense of that order of magnitude, that is mm. three times what the United States produces um, in any particular given year. As a result of that, we are, we are focused on doing everything we can to protect uh, American workers and jobs mm. from fairly imported steel um, uh, that is leading to the highest level of anti-dumping and counter, mm -hmm. counter duty um, uh, investigations that we have ever had in the United States. Right. Well, we're going to have to leave it there. Mr. Secretary, thank you so much. Stefan Seelig is Undersecretary of Commerce for International Trade, fighting the TPP fight. Stay with us. Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by Land Rover. Adventure is yours for the taking. Visit LandRoverTriState.com for special lease and financing offers. Land Rover, above and beyond.